Hello, everyone, and thanks again for tuning in to V Radio. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the recent massacre in Buffalo, carried out by a man named Peyton Grendon, a white supremacist, white nationalist, who took it upon himself to take his rifle into a grocery store and murder people inside. He was, in fact, racially motivated. But tonight, we're also going to discuss the connection between this white supremacist with this black supremacist, Daryl Brooks. First of all, I hate to burst the bubble of many of the people on the left that, unfortunately for you, this guy is not right-leaning. He is a crazy white nationalist, but he's not on the right. In fact, he calls himself a authoritarian left mild moderate that would prefer to be called a populist. And from his discord on his to-do list was... Continue writing the manifesto, fix leftism equality X, whatever that means. First, let me start by pointing out, um, if you haven't seen the footage of what happened, viewer discretion is advised. I do have the footage. There's really nowhere to put it. And to be honest with you, I think it's pretty intense. You're literally watching a guy basically go through a grocery store like he's playing a first-person shooter murdering people. And it was considered even too hot for a bit shoot. So I don't think there's really anywhere I'm going to be able to put it if people want to see it. So let's get into this. First of all, I want to thank Anonymous for providing me with most of this information. Um, but right now we're looking at a photograph of his rifle. First, we'll talk about the easy ones. Um, up on the buttstock, you see uh, buck status broken. This is a racist reference to, like, sexually dominating a black person. Um, obviously, of hashtag Black Lives Matter, and underneath it says mogged. Mogged is a reference, like, basically just for overpowering or outmuscling somebody. Now let's get into the stuff that's a little harder to understand. Well, oh, and on the other side of the rifle is the number 14, which is an obvious white supremacist reference. So, the Newsweek... Uh, article is quoted here above. And what I find interesting about this is that it lists all of the names of the victims at the Waukesha Parade Massacre killing. And it does so in the same order in which this guy put it on his gun. And some of them are misspelled, meaning the names, which makes you wonder if perhaps Somebody was reading it aloud to him, or he was listening to it somehow. But it says across the top, um, the victims were 79-year-old Virginia Sorensen, 71-year-old Leanna Owen, 52-year-old Tamara Durand, 52-year-old Jane Coolidge, and 82-year-old William Hospel. The correct spelling of the victims' names was posted on the Waukesha Police Department's Facebook page. So you can see all those names are accounted for. Uh, along this part of the barrel of the rifle. And strangely, some of them are misspelled. But what creeped me out while I was reading this was that it looks like he literally got them from the same Newsweek article that I used, which is sourced in the description. So this name can be seen on the tip of the rifle, and it's Jason Riviera. Uh, Jason was actually not a white guy. Um, he was a police officer that was murdered in the line of duty. Uh, by an interesting character that we'll be going into here in a moment. Um, but he was only 22 years old, and he was gunned down um, responding to a domestic violence call 
um, where a guy was basically, I guess, being beaten up by his mother. And let's take a look at who this guy was. Now, just to be clear, I very rarely ever use the New York Post as a source for anything, but in this instance, they happen to have some pictures from this guy's social media, but this is the guy who killed the man that was on the tip of the barrel of the Buffalo Killer. Um, alleged cop killer LaShawn McNeil was into anti-government conspiracy theories. Um, here's some pictures from his social media. Two guys, you know, with guns to the you know, head of a cop. This one says, stop eating at McDonald's. You're eating human children, mainly people of color. Or a blood sacrifice for McDonald's. Um, featuring Zionist rabbi Abe Finkelstein and James Wickstrom. Yeah. Anyway, so real uh, character and had a long rap sheet. And I guess uh, this lady called the cops on him because he was beating her up. And the cops showed up and they got killed. So anyway, that's the reason why this particular name was, meaning the name that I just showed you guys earlier, Jason Ramirez, was on the rifle. Now, the rest of the names on the rifle were all crazy, weird, you know, mass killers, murderers, and in many cases, white supremacists, uh, you know, but here we have Philip Man Manchaz. I'm not going to be able to pronounce that. Um, but again, links in the description of the article if you want to learn more about this guy. But uh, Norwegian court has sentenced a gunman to 21 years in prison with a minimum term of 14 years for killing his teenage stepsister and opening fire at a mosque. And uh, up here, you can see in the upper right-hand corner, the picture of his name on the rifle. Another name on the rifle was John Ernest. Uh, John Ernest was another mass shooter. Um, I guess he opened fire at a synagogue. An anti-Semitist uh, piece of shit. And I hope he rots in hell. But also on the rifle. So here's another name of a killer on the rifle. His name is Andrews Brevrick. I'm not going to be able to say that right, but... Anyway, he was from Norway, and he uh, described with a chilling calm how he methodically chased teenagers room by room and shot them dead on an island summer camp last year. Piece of shit. Now, the takes on Twitter about this incident have just been ridiculous, um, up to and including, of course, blaming Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, up here at the top, this woman named Kate says, Kyle Rittenhouse doesn't think he's a white supremacist, but if you don't think he influenced the Buffalo shooter, then you're dumb as shit. And to which I replied, And this video was taken of an elderly man having his jaw broken during the riot, having spoken to Ann Citizen, meaning Grambo, who was present with Kyle the next day. You still believe the problem was white supremacy? Um, if you guys want to see that video, it's on my channel, but that's a video of the Kenosha quote-unquote protesters um, breaking an elderly man's jaw for trying to prevent them from looting and burning his furniture store. So again, this lady thinks that he's a white supremacist and that's what the problem was. I don't think that's what motivated Kyle Rittenhouse. There's never been any evidence to that effect. And I say as much in this conversation. Another little snippet from the conversation about Rittenhouse. You know, she said, in conclusion, Kyle Rittenhouse is a murderous white supremacist. And I replied, if Kyle Rittenhouse was present during this event, that guy wouldn't have made it to the door. You have zero evidence that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. Just stop. This tweet says, Peyton uh, Gendron was arrested peacefully and politely. It must be nice, seeing how evolved society has become since George Floyd's murder, 
We were awaiting the background story on the beautiful childhood and mental health struggles of Buffalo's white supremacist and homegrown terrorist. To this one, I replied, and I don't have a screenshot of it, but just to say, well, the Waukesha Parade Massacre killer, um, you know, and the New York subway shooter were both apprehended peacefully and politely, too. What's your point? And of course, it didn't take long. Um, Actually, people are just openly calling all Republicans fascists now, and they're all mass shooters, and they're saying that the guy's ideology is just in a perfect match, you know, with the Republican Party, which is interesting, considering that I just revealed earlier that he's a left authoritarian. Um, But anyway, this guy was actually replying to me. He's like, good God, man, 90% of mass shooters are influenced by or just plain Republicans. I was like, whatever. Um, The SUV guy was running from the police, which if you watch my brief documentary about the Waukesha Parade Massacre, you will know that that's not true. He wasn't being chased by any police. And as pointed out by Neo Unrealist, he had several opportunities to pull off of the parade route, instead decided to just continue plowing. Anyway, then he called this guy, your boy planned for and executed black people because they were black. And I replied to this by saying, he's not my boy. I hate all racists equally, and I hope the motherfucker dies. You know, I really do. I hope he dies in prison. I hope he gets the chair. Whatever it is that he could do. Anybody who does something like this deserves to go. I have no sympathy for them. But I have equally no sympathy for black supremacists who do the same shit. But anyway... They also say this the shooter in the subway was just a whack job. I'm going to be getting into the conversation that I'll show you guys later about how somebody just tried to justify this. But basically the story is always, if a black person does something like this, then it's their mental health. If a white person does it, it's just racism and white supremacy. And before anybody says that it's just randos on Twitter saying stupid shit like this, here's the Rolling Stone saying the Buffalo shooter isn't a lone wolf. He's a mainstream Republican. The right-wing extremists who control the modern GOP are all gripped by a racist delusion. The shooter is just the latest act on it. So here we have a mainstream media outlet basically reporting that this is just what mainstream Republicans do. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. Just a quick review from earlier to drive this point home. The man described himself as a mild, moderate, authoritarian leftist. They don't exactly fit into the Republican Party. So anyway... Moving right along. So this is the conversation I mentioned earlier. I was replying to someone else and I I pointed out that Daryl Brooks, the Waukesha Parade Massacre killer, was motivated by race as well, as was the recent subway shooter. Funny how those stories are not getting any attention. To which this idiot replied, weren't those guys just sick and tired of racism and lost their shit? Like that guy who killed those cops? Those cases did get attention, but people don't want to talk about it when people are denying that racism exists, which was the root of the problem. And I said, so is there a point at which you can declare you were sick of racism enough to justify killing a lot of people? As this recent moron was also motivated by being sick of racism, this man put the names of the Waukesha Parade Massacre killer's victims on his rifle. So the guy says, the Buffalo shooter was a racist. He wasn't sick of racism. Addressing the mental breakdown of black shooters requires a discussion about white supremacy and racism and how it affects POCs, but that won't happen because it would lead to the dismantling of said system. And I said he believed he was sick of racism against white people. All racists think they are victims, including the Waukesha SUV killer and the subway shooter, 
and the guy who had a Nation of Islam poster on his wall who opened fire recently. It's interesting to me that you think that black people get a free mental illness pass as if the idiot who shot up a grocery store was sane. While recording this, some of this conversation continued, you know, and he says, it was and it is, but is fighting to change for the better. Trump was elected immediately after Obama, and we all know how that went. Now the GOP are trying to get rid of teaching about racism whilst promoting the replacement theory. So protecting white supremacy is still the norm. So again, this rhetoric to suggest that the Republican Party is promoting the replacement theory, like is in the kind of crazy shit that they said at Charlottesville. And there are, I'm sure, people who identify as Republicans that believe that nonsense, but it's not the mainstream by any means, despite what, say, Rolling Stone might tell you. They're really getting extreme now in just directly calling Republicans racist and fascist. And I think it's just kind of a flailing act of desperation because they got Joe Biden and he's doing a terrible job and they're well aware of the fact that Trump is probably coming back. They're just trying to double and triple down on their previous strategies that were failed strategies before. And I said, that's simply another lie. I'm not even a right winger and I know that. I emerged from my education in the 80s, hating racism, hating slavery, and believing Martin Luther King was a hero. We had Black History Month every year. Nobody said anything about history. You know, and that's basically what this has been about for a while. You know, they lie about suggesting that we just don't want them to teach about racism in school at all or any of the history. They always say it's just history. They leave out the fact that people like Kimberly Crenshaw literally believe that segregation was actually better and that we should go back to um, what Malcolm X was saying when he was a black nationalist, racist, you know, segregationist. That's what that's the stuff that's in the critical race theory that we don't want in our schools. It has nothing to do about teaching history. And they act like because we don't tell the story of absolutely every possible massacre, you know, like because we didn't bring up Tulsa, then we're not teaching any history at all. And that's just bullshit. So, anyway, continuing. Now, to finish this off, some of you may remember the recent video that I just did about this professor that's been teaching that white people are not individuals, and that to suggest that white people are individuals is a strategy. <laughs> anyway, you guys can watch that video on my channel if you haven't seen it, but Mr. Iriami, or whatever the hell his name is, maybe the problem was that the people in the Buffalo grocery store needed to pull up their pants and stop buying Jordans. That's why they got shot. Or there is a deep and active culture that reproduces um, racialized entitlement among the whites. There he goes again, calling us the whites. Um, anyway, I said, well, actually, now that you mention it, the killer put the victims of Daryl Brooks, the black supremacist racist man who drove his SUV into a charisma, uh, Christmas parade and murdered six people, including a little boy, on his gun. BLM Milwaukee is still trying to bail him out, I believe. So... <laughs> That's the reasons, you know, and it's not, once again, I don't support anything that this guy did, nor do I think that it's in any way justified, nor would I ever advocate showing up at a grocery store to murder random people because you're upset about the Waukesha Parade Massacre killer. But something really has to be kind of hammered down here. Both of these men are equally wrong. Both of them have done something that is equally evil. They've killed innocent people in the name of extremist ideologies. And as has been pointed out in the video that I did recently, science shows 
that when you engage in this behavior, you encourage its opposite in other people. And that's exactly what's happening here. You know, they said that this has something to do with Kyle Rittenhouse. They wanted to try to push that narrative. But of course, none of them are discussing the fact that he happened to have the victims of the man on the left on his rifle. You know, that can't have any effect. You know, that can't bear any responsibility for the situation. And the media is not really picking that up either. I'm sure that the media will talk a lot about the white supremacist nut jobs that the guy had on his rifle, but they're not going to talk much about this. Because the Waukesha Parade Massacre does not fit the dialogue, which is why they're not talking about it. And when they do talk about it, it's going to be in weird apologist bullshit ways like that moron I was arguing with on Twitter. That somehow, when he does this, it's like an act of rebellion because he's been pushed to it by the system and he's sick of racists and racism. And as a consequence, chose to you know drive his SUV into a Christmas parade. You know, so therefore... He's a victim in this situation, not the people that he ran over. He's a victim of the system. Now, the guy on the right, according to them, he's just behaving like a normal American, according to them. So he's not insane, as if you can do what he did and not be insane. This is the direction that they want to take things. In addition to suggesting that the Republican Party is just these people, that this guy, as Rolling Stone said, is a mainstream Republican, that this is just what the GOP is now. And I'm not a Republican, and I've only voted for a Republican ever once in my entire life because I'm an independent. But it doesn't change the fact that this is bullshit. This is nonsense. This is not mainstream Republican thought at all. And in addition to the fact that the guy was a freaking communist. So, no, it, it just doesn't make any sense. But they didn't bother to look into that. I'm sure they didn't read the part of his manifesto where he literally said that he's a left authoritarian. You know... What makes him weird among left authoritarians is that he's racist, because that doesn't always happen. But in this instance, you have somebody who's combining left authoritarian ideology with white supremacist ideology. So somehow that came about in this idiot's brain. And what I was getting at before, though, that needs to be really, really, really nailed home is that these kinds of ideologies feed off of one another and build on one another. And if we continue to pretend that the guy on the left is not racist and just continue to encourage people to engage in that kind of activity by saying things like that it's low-key noble. Now, mind you, nobody said that about the parade killer, but they did say it about Jesse Smollett and other people who've been engaged in, you know, in all the race baiting and things that are going on right now. We're just going to continue to see more of this. This is just going to keep escalating. And they keep forgetting that you know they're talking about this and the media is just running with it because they're like, oh, good, finally... You know, we now we have another white supremacist to try to draw the attention to because they've been in full on panic mode trying to figure out how to cover up the Waukesha parade killer, how to cover up the New York City killer, how to cover up that weirdo um, who had that picture of that black supremacist, like it's a picture on his wall. I'm planning on doing a separate video about it, but basically there's a black supremacist character in the nation of Islam. Well, the character himself isn't a white, isn't a black supremacist, but in the nation of Islam's kooky ideology they have this guy that they claim invented the white race um and he just happened to be on the wall of that guy who had guns and open fire and he wasn't black he you know he was definitely not white we'll get into that another time the point is is that the black supremacist and black racist ideologies are just being labeled as either justified or in some way not racist and as i pointed out multiple times 
all this sort of thing does is encourage racism in the opposing side. That's not just my opinion, it's science. It's, it's established fact. And as I said in the other videos, there's no way that people in social science are not aware of this. And who is orchestrating most of this shit? Well, it's usually the social science people on college campuses. They're aware of it. They have to know that doing this sort of thing literally results in more racism and bigotry. They have to know. But they're doing it anyway. And that's because their objective is not really equality or equity or whatever. It's division. Um, when you look into the strategies of people like Chairman Mao, Mao had a tendency to do things like create chaos so that he could create the solution. And the solution was always more power for him. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Now, this video did not turn out to be as long as I thought it would be, but it's not in any way reflective of how long it took. In order to get a hold of a lot of this stuff, I had to reach out to some friends in Anonymous. They gave me a lot of great information. But to research all of these names and to find all these people and to look at that rifle, it took a while for me to get all that stuff together. So I hope you appreciate this presentation. And if you can support me, you can do so at v-radio.us. Um, there you will find my website with links to all the different ways that you can support me, Patreon, Subscribestar. I'm also now uh, monetized on YouTube. I don't even know how that happened. Um, super chats are enabled. Super thanks are now enabled. You can do that during non-live videos. You can also support me on PayPal. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. Um, you can also join my Discord, which I'm very active on. And if you had been on my Discord today, which you should have been, you could have watched me investigate this situation with the help of some of my viewers. And I'd like to thank them. They know who they are. Um, some of them I'm not going to name, <laughs> but they know who they are. Um, because this video would not have been possible without their help. And we kind of put together, you know, the investigation and work together to make this video presentation happen. Thanks again for tuning into V Radio, guys.